You're listening to Band Geek with Richie Castellano on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. Hey, Band Geeks, Richie Castellano here. This episode is a replay of a live stream we did on Tuesday night. It was broadcast live on Facebook and on YouTube. We're fancy like that now. Uh, this is part of my attempt to do a live stream every other week. So we're, we're alternating between studio episodes and then live streams. So what went on Tuesday is we had a rehearsal at my studio. Danny Miranda, Andy Ascalise, and myself are the backing band for a series of Kasim Sultan solo shows in April. And we're very excited to do, to do that, and it's sounding really awesome. And I asked the guys if they would mind sticking around after rehearsal to do a live stream, and everybody was kind enough to agree. And this is what you're going to hear now. So um, just a little disclaimer, this is all from one microphone, uh, and it's pretty co- it's compressed uh, pretty severely. Um, we weren't monitoring the feed any- or anything like that. It was just uh, you know throw and go, grab it and growl, as they say. So it's a little lo-fi sounding, but you'll be able to hear everything just fine. So that's why it doesn't sound as isolated and clean as a normal band geek podcast. But like I said, it sounds cool. It sounds fine. You'll be able to hear everything. And um, we don't only do the the Kasim songs we were rehearsing. We also do some other wacky stuff in band geek fashion and uh, play songs we don't know and have never played before. So that's just the way it goes. So I hope you enjoy that. And uh, before we get started, let's take care of a little business. If you shop on Amazon and you live in the United States, please use our Amazon banner. That's at riotcast.com slash bandgeek. There's an Amazon pat banner at the top of this. The Oh, my God. Blah, blah, blah. Before we get started, let's take care of a little business. If you shop on Amazon and you live in the U.S., please use our Amazon link. You can find that at riotcast.com slash bandgeek. There's an Amazon banner at the top of the page. Click on that before you do your shopping, or even better, bookmark it like I do. And then you do your shopping like you normally would, and after you check out, a small percentage of your purchases go to supporting the Band Geek podcast, and it doesn't cost you anything extra. Also, if you'd like to contribute to the show directly without having to do any Amazon shopping, you can use our tip jar link. That's richiecastellano.com slash tip jar. And that's just a PayPal form. And we really, really appreciate the people doing that. Uh, thank you very much to Cheryl Peterson, to Laura Sharp, Rob Reich, Rob Crossland, and Ralph Pitts, and many more. Thank you guys for contributing. You guys are amazing. So that's it. I uh, hope you enjoy this show and look out for more live streams. If you want to know when we're going to do it, I usually announce them on my Facebook page. So you can follow me on Facebook. I'm just Richie Castellano on Facebook. And I'll try to be more diligent about doing the Twitter thing, too. So, thanks, guys. Enjoy. special guest with me today. Um, I'm going to show you the whole room now. Okay, say hi to Kasim Sultan over hey there. Hey everybody. 
And say hello to Danny Miranda down there in the corner. Hey, bar. Danny! We have Andy Escalise back there. Um, so, um, yeah, we don't have microphones today. We just have one microphone in the room. We're doing this old school. And, um, yeah, so we're, we're working on something. Can we spill the beans on what we're working on? Sure, absolutely. Um, we are working on a series of gigs of Kasim Sultan solo gigs. And um, we're the band for it. And I, let's talk about, uh, why don't you give a plug really quick to that well, camera, camera one. To, uh, <laughs> to camera one. Uh, where the gig's gonna be. Because there's a little break in the action with the Blois the Cult shows, uh, I decided to put in some solo shows and I asked Danny Miranda, Richie Castellano, and Andy Ascalise to join me on my solo shows. We have uh, five of them, I believe. Uh, actually, four of them that, that, that we're doing with the band. Uh, on April 5th, we'll be at the Iridium in New York City. On uh, April 9th, we are at uh, Daryl's House Club up in Pauling, New York. On the, uh, the 14th is um, uh, the Vault in Berlin, New Jersey. And the 20th is uh, in New Hope, Pennsylvania at Club Havana. So, I'm very excited about this. I, I couldn't be joined by a better bunch of musicians. I love these guys dearly, and they better not embarrass me. <laughs> and me then. Is your website up to date here? No. Okay, never mind. <laughs> I, I was going to be really slick and have the web website just fade up over the screen on you with all the tour dates. No, don't worry about it. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so, let's see who's watching here. Oh, we got a, quite a few people. All right. Hello, Pete Bayless. Peggy Vogel, what's up? Hi, Peggy. Michelle Smith, Joel Canonico. <clears throat> hey, Joel, how are you? Valerie Chalmers, uh, Robert Graves, Bill Green, Donald Vandervoort, uh, John Dump Johnny Dumphy, Michelle Smith, I said that already, uh, Simon uh, Crudenmere, Joshua Batten. Ah, Joshua Batten's from Australia. That's oh, hi, how, Josh. That's how Good on you. Right now. Wow. And uh, that's on Facebook. And on the YouTubes, we have Gaz Whitley, Brian Bosworth, Rick Allen, Mac Equipo Test. Thank you. Uh, uh, Michelle K. Williams. Oh, uh, hi, Michelle. So I'm going to try to monitor both um, Facebook and Twitter, and Brandy's uh, manning the laptop or womaning. Brandy. Brandy's in the back womaning the, the laptop. See how I did that? That sounds dirty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my safari's quitting. She's womaning it. Um, and uh, yeah, so we'll try to do both. We're going to do a song first. Um, which one do you want to do? Want to do one well, I'm play? sitting at the piano, so we might as well we might as well do that. Or, okay. or should we do one of the guitar songs first? Um, let's rock it out. Okay, rock it out. Which one are we do? Uh, Libertine. Libertine. Okay. This is an old Utopia song that I do in my solo shows all the time, uh, and I normally do. I, I I don't really do this with a band unless I have a band, <laughs> and then I do it with a band. Oh, yeah, I gotta unmute you. Hold on. Okay. This is highly technical here. Alright. I have so many devices I'm managing right now. Okay. So yeah, so this song is off of uh, uh, the Utopia Network album. It was, uh, I don't know, it was in the early 80s that we did this. And um, it, was, uh, it, it was a double album, but it was only one and a half sides on it. Cause, because of something, I don't know why. It doesn't really matter. It wanted to be different. But anyway, this is one of the songs I sang on, uh, on that record. And is, is someone standing at the top of the steps? No. Oh no, that's a guitar that's case. Oh. Yeah. Okay, you ready? Yeah. It's called Libertine. It goes like this. One, 
So, so um, actually, it was Del Clayman who told me about this. It's just, like some guy, or this woman got fired from a Cracker Barrel somewhere. And oh, the that guy. And the guy, the, the woman's yeah. wife, Brad, has been trolling uh, Cracker Barrel. So he got the whole internet to troll uh, Cracker Barrel. So, all right, that one goes out to Brad's wife. Then. <laughs> there you go. There we go. I, I did my part. Of, of, uh, okay, Jared. Jarrett said the bass needs to be louder, but he, uh, he's like an asshole, and I can't tell if he's being, if he's being um, sarcastic or not. Are you being sarcastic? Are you talking about me being the asshole? Or him? No, no, oh. never you. Oh yeah. Okay. I could see where you might confuse. They <laughs> <laughs> kind of interchange. <laughs> so um, I just want to. Oh, also, if you guys have any questions or anything, like that's part of the reason why we're here. We're not here to just rehearse in front of you. Um, 
Also, um, Danny, you were really excited about this gig because of, I mean, you want to talk about when you first discovered this music? Because you're, you're a big Utopia fan. Yeah. I guess around 83, 84. Where am I looking? You can look, well, you can look at me. I'm looking at Paul McCartney. You look at Paul Sorry. McCartney and talk about Utopia. Go this way. Uh, <laughs> 83, 84, I started teaching uh, in a music store, and it was owned by a bass player. I had really great taste in music. And he gave me a bunch of records, and two of the records he gave me was uh, Adventures in Utopia and Back to the Bars. Mm. Uh, it's live record. And I fell in love with the music, with these guys. So I guess that following year I bought, uh, I bought Oblivion mm -hmm. and Healing, which is one of Todd's records. Mm -hmm. And they're, bo they're both Desert Island discs to this day for me. That Oblivion um, record, not a lot of people know know about that record. Only the real diehard fans are, yeah. are familiar with that record. But, but personally, that's that's probably everybody thinks that you know Adventures in Utopia was like the kind of the penultimate Utopia record because we really went out of our way to uh, make an accessible record for the fans. Yeah. But uh, I think that uh, that 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 Oblivion um, has some of the b best songwriting on it. Has some of the best writings by, by all of you guys, you yeah. know, and songs of Euro, like I Will Wait, and what we, when, you know, Maybe I Could Change. Yeah. Amazing. And, yeah. you know, when BAB, my local radio station, when they played Cry Baby, yeah. I said, Jesus. You know, yeah. It just, it exploded, you know, out of the, out of the radio. And it's just, but everybody's writing and playing was so strong, yeah. and a really, and then the bet you could tell the band was really working hard. Yeah, and, that, was the, that was yeah. probably the peak of our career. It was all downhill from there. Well, it was like, but, it was only another few records yeah. before we hated each other and well, started yeah. throwing things at yeah. each other in the studio. Yeah, like this. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, but it's cool because like the healing record, you know, it's, it sounds like he probably did all of it or most of it himself. Yeah, which is really. Amazing because his lyrics, his songwriting were incredible. Mm -hmm. But this was a band, you yeah. know, a group of four guys, four energies, and it was really fantastic. Yeah, we had a really good time yeah. recording that record, uh, Oblivion. Um, unfortunately, that, like I said, though, that was that was kind of like things started going downhill a little bit for the yeah. band after that record, and we just started losing audience, and uh, you know, people were moving on to other things. It was some that was the beginning of. Of um, the punk movement too, and uh, well, not the beginning of it because punk was around since the '70s, really. But um, yeah, there was just so much stuff out there, you know. And and that was yeah. the early '80s. Hair bands were had become really popular. Right, right. And then the ultra, you know, the new wave stuff, right? yeah. like Elvis. And yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, you yeah. had a good point when we were discussing the the songs on this set list for these gigs. Um, Danny said, like, what? What balls do you have to have to go up to Todd Rundgren and be like, here's a song I wrote that I want to put on this album that you're making? Uh, well, you had to. I mean, um, we, we kind of, that was, that was kind of a, a prerequisite. It was like when we started a record, everybody had to come in with at least five yeah, or six. Yeah, Oh, everybody had to come in with at least five or six ideas. They, they didn't necessarily have to be completed. But um, but if everybody, the four of us came in with, let's say, five ideas, uh, then then we take those 20 ideas and kind of mishmash them all together and make 10 songs out of 20 ideas. Oh, so you would take someone's, someone's exception for this song? And, yeah, and, exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That, you know, that's, I guess I, I can sort of hear some of that in, in yeah. these tunes. I'm like, wow, where did, where did that come from? But mm -hmm. it, it somehow works. Yeah. yeah. So... 
And when you guys recorded this stuff, so Todd produced this. I'm, yeah, I'm Todd guessing. produced every record. We co-produced, but Todd was the was the, he had the final say on the production. Now, what's what are his um, engineering chops like, or is he just like a sit next to the engineer? No, no, no. He's completely hands on. Really, he engineers. He'll he'll you know be plugging in DIs and uh, setting up microphones. Um, matter of fact, once I I don't know if it was that record or if it was Oops Wrong Planet. But um, that we we had a recording. It was Oops Song Planet because the song was Hammering My Heart. Um, uh, no, it wasn't Hammering My Heart. It was what song was it? That was POV, right? Yeah, it was. Oh, it was a song that was a, the B side. No, uh, 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 Hammering My Heart was on um, uh, Oops Song Planet. Oh, okay. Um, but there was a B side to one of the singles called Umbrella Man, oh. and Todd wanted to record some rain. And he lived in in the woods in uh, just outside of Bearsville, and and I remember driving up because I had to be at the at a recording session. It was just me and him, and driving up, and I see this. He's got he's got an '87 outside of his little recording. That's studio, a microphone. And it's, it's pouring down rain, and he's. I said, "What are you doing?" He's like, "I'm recording the rain." You idiot. What do you think I'm doing? Four thousand dollar microphone after recording the rain. That'd be a great rain. <laughs> that that conflicts with another story I've heard about him regarding Bad Out of Hell uh, when uh, Steinman asked him for a, a motorcycle sound. Yeah. And he goes, I'm not a sound effects uh, librarian. <laughs> it's like, if you want, I can make a sound with my guitar. But um, so but there you are saying he was outside with the microphone yeah. cataloging a rain sound. <laughs> yeah, well, it was for a specific purpose. Uh, yeah. it wasn't, it, he wasn't being asked. He decided to do that. <laughs> There's a big difference. <laughs> we have some questions here. Um, someone wants it to know. Oh, Clifford Gendron wanted to. Uh, he's a character from um, Game of Thrones. Thrones. He wanted. No, he's not. He wanted to know. Danny, are you using an iPad? Uh, what app are you using? And how are you utilizing it live? Uh, I use Four Score. It's a. Uh, the hell is it? <laughs> it's from a Lincoln speech. Yeah, it's. Uh, that's right. It's called Four Score, and you could, you know, if you can, I don't know if you could see it, but you know, you could, you could, you you can import charts from say um, from Dropbox or from a scanner or whatever, and you can also edit it. You can write on it with your finger, or you could type stuff, or you could erase stuff, and um, and I use it with a pedal, like a Bluetooth pedal, which I don't have now. Uh, that you could change, you know, turn pages. So uh, it seems to work really, really well, and I and it blows up well. You could see it because I'm blind as a bat, <laughs> and so I can read it one bar at a time. Um, someone also asked Kasim, um, Eric Schusterman said, "I bought the first record in '74. Did you ever play any of those tunes live, like the Icon?" Yeah, we played the Icon. That was uh, one of the first songs I ever learned for the band. Was the Icon? Not the not the entire like twelve minute version. There was a shortened version that we did, and we still do every so often when we play live. All right, there were some people complaining that we were too low. I boosted it, so I hope that's better now. Let me know. I'm watching. Let me see if we have any other questions before I do another one. Um. Marge Raymond says he was, uh, she was at the uh, studio at Bearsville. Uh -huh. It was amazing. And someone said, oh, Kasim, uh, Jeff Allegue. Oh. <laughs> says, um, uh, Kasim, can you play Yellow Cab? 
or what was the other one? Or there goes my inspiration. Uh, yeah, we could. <laughs> do you want to <laughs> tell, tell me which one? Uh, you want to do Yellow Cab? Sure. Love it. Uh, all right, I got to play piano on that, Jeff. You're a good guy, Jeff. I love you to death. But don't ever crash his live stream again. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Jeff was actually Jeff was there when we did the um, Band Geek podcast from uh, from Joe Cumia's house. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, he's great. Jeff played with me live. Oh yeah, a few shows. Yeah, he did. We did a live stream from um, Nevesa Sound up in Woodstock. Uh, and Jeff played me. It was me, Jeff, and uh, Everett Bradley. Who's, who's Everett Bradley? Who's Everett Bradley? I'm, I'm, I'm ignorant here. Everett uh, is like the the percussionist background singer that everybody uses. Ah. He's, he plays with Bruce right now. He's not the bald guy in all yeah. the clapping. Big, That's big, him? Big, tall African-American guy. Oh, no, 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 no. no. There's that bald white guy who's on, oh. like, in like the 90s, every every oh, single Ray benefit. Cooper. Is that who Ray it was? Cooper, yeah. And he was the guy that was like... That was Elton's guy. No. <laughs> that guy? That's yeah. Every, he, never, he never made that face, by the way. He made he that face. Made I will go back to the tape. And, all right, whatever. Everett, Everett is the 2000 version of Ray okay. Cooper. <laughs> Just to be clear, you can mark two, him in two 20 dudes, years. Solo, yes. then one dude dude. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah we, we did a little arrangement on this, Jeff, just for you. <laughs> yeah, we got to talk about the what one of the doo doo come. doo doo This is a great song. It was written by a buddy of mine, uh, Phil Thornley, in London. Uh, he's, and we, we do a lot of writing together. Not as much as I would like, because he's so busy and so successful, but... Um, <laughs> It's true. <laughs> Hi, Shelly Pikin. I love Shelly Pikin. She's another good friend of mine that I, I've become close with. She's watching? I don't know. She might be. I was like, I thought you could read from there. No, I can't wow. see anything. I want your glasses. <laughs> okay, so here we go. Um. Thank you. 
for the request, Jeff Alligue. That wasn't too horrible. Um, okay. Uh, Marge Raymond says, Cass, you sound great, my brother. Let me know if you need any backing vocals or anything. Oh, hi, Marge. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, Marge is a singer. <laughs> oh, oh, Vin Innocente is very pissed at me because I said, who's Everett Bradley? I'm sorry, Vin, I don't go to everything ever. <laughs> These are my friends here. I have friends giving me bad mixed advice and telling yell at me for not knowing things. Alright, um, Andrea Tricario Jablon says, wow. Utopia played her wedding. We did, well, it was before I was in the band then. <laughs> it was in 19, wait, I just lost her comment. We played at your wedding? In 1985. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Um, oh, when, uh, Peggy Vogel wants to know, when you, when we play at Daryl's house, yes. will that be streamed as well? Uh, they usually do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would uh, send uh, Daryl's house a, uh, a little email as, asking them. Yeah, um, I, it's not just and a few people ask me this. It's not the TV show. No, it is Darryl's not the TV show. There's there's two there's two separate things. It's Daryl's House Club, is the venue that uh, that does all the shows. But live from Daryl's house is a completely different uh, animal. Um, uh, Rich Gelfand asks, is this the Casim's band I will be seeing at Daryl's house? This is correct. Yes, this yes. is the Casim's band. Do you still want to go? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I am calling up right now asking for a refund. <laughs> the real band's coming in in a half an hour. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, here we go. Oh, Wolf Coalition wants to know, where is Anne-Marie tonight? Uh, she's rehearsing with her band tonight, uh, probably for a wedding. Uh, we have, I'm looking at some YouTube comments right now. Oh, someone wants us to do... Uh, Frankenstein by Edgar Winter. Sure, we'll just pull that yeah. right out of uh, you know you know where. <laughs> um, let's see. Um, the net. Okay, someone wants to know when is the next installment of Where Is the Fucking Beat? That's gonna be. Um, we're actually Brandon and I are filming them on Thursday, so did look you, out for those. Do you know what song you're gonna do? We're gonna, well, we do like eight or nine of them at once, so yeah. he has like oh. a whole bunch. So I don't want to spoil the anything. season. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> No questions? So, well, there's requests, and they're all ridiculous. Requests. <laughs> can you do... Can you stop playing? No. <laughs> no. Can you play Jesse's girl and change the name to Bradley's girl? <laughs> for Brad, whose wife got fired from Cracker Barrel. You know what? Bradley was a friend. He's been a good friend of mine But lately something's happening Hard to define His wife got five a cracker barrel And that's the line <laughs> And he's Chicken and dumplings, <laughs> but no one was there to bring it to me. Anyway, I've, I've indulged this idea enough. Thank you. Um, okay, let's see. Um, why is it okay? <laughs> no, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not asking you that, that question. Um, 
Can I play Ben Folds? No. Um, can we play some Beatles? Sure. What Beatles songs like? Beatles song, if you want. <laughs> uh, that was a. He meant to do that, by the way. Okay, I got it. Just for you, almost completely unrehearsed. I, I think the next. If we I did, totally screwed the words. No, up. but if we did that song two more times, I'll be able to figure out which harmony part I was supposed to sing. <laughs> and I'm not, able to figure out the words. Not the last one. Not the time after this. Uh, let's see. We got some more. Oh, yeah, let's do some Mother's Invention. That's a great idea. <laughs> okay. okay, let's let's do that. Susie. Mom said to pinch the tip jar on Amazon. What did he say now? Muff said pimp the tip jar on Amazon. Oh, thank you, Muff. Okay, um, if you like what you're seeing, um, or if you don't like what you're seeing and you feel bad, there's a tip jar <laughs> link on the screen. Oh, as long as we're pimping stuff, go ahead, you finish. Okay, um, it's it's there's a link right on the screen. It's richiecastlown.com slash tip jar. And if you use that link and you tip, your name will flash up on the screen for everyone to see how great you are. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's right. And if you tip a low amount, they'll know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so what you want to do. Um, no, but it's right there. It, it goes to supporting the podcast. We really appreciate it. It helps us keep doing these sort of things. And um, so... 
please feel free to throw a couple bucks in the tip jar if you like it. And you said you have something to plug. Yeah, actually, because I have a live record coming out. Ah, uh, I have a live yeah. record coming out uh, just in a few days um, that I did completely through PledgeMusic.com. So uh, on, if you go to PledgeMusic.com and, and do a search for my name, you'll come up with uh, there's CDs. T-shirts, handwritten lyrics, house concerts, all kinds of stuff that we're doing that we're offering. Uh, the the campaign's been up for two months now. It closes in three days, so check it out. And also a portion of um, of the proceeds that we're getting from uh, from this project, we're donating to the My Stuff Bags Foundation, which um, helps children displaced from their home and put into foster care. A lot of times. They're put into foster care without anything but the clothes on their backs. They don't have a blanket. They don't have a toothbrush. They don't have a stuffed animal. They have nothing. And uh, what the My Stuff Bags Foundation does is give these kids just a little goodie bag to take with them when they go to foster care. That's awesome. Yeah. So please support that and, and check out also Kasim's live record, which I've heard. It sounds amazing. Also, I want to say hello to my nieces who are watching. What are you still doing awake? <laughs> um... So. Danny, you got anything to plug? No. Oh, come on. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> so for, for my nieces, um, we'll do this. Let it go, let it go. Can't hold it back anymore. All right, that's for you guys. Go to bed. Go to bed. Don't give your mommy a hard time. Um, is, that, is that Katy Perry? No, that was, uh, that was from this, the, the movie Frozen. It's a Disney oh. film. Oh. Um, so Ch Chuck said he tipped, but you should raise the bar. What's your minimum? What's your minimum tip when you put in there? I think you can put in like whatever you want. What's the what is the standard? I think people give like, like five bucks. Five bucks. No, it doesn't like pre-fill anything in. Um, it might it might say five dollars on the form. You know, let me look at it. Hold on. Right now. Um. Let me see how my flawed technology works here. Let's. Uh, here we go. Yeah, it's five dollars is the first is like the oh, that's, that's the minimum. That's, that's, no, that's the minimum. It's like the suggested donation. He's I can't control that. Be, he's saying it should be more. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna be slick right now. This is what it looks like when you go to a. Oh, look at that! <laughs> look at that! RichieCastellano.com/slash/tipjar. It brings you to this page. Just put a nice fat amount in there, and it, no, I'm just kidding. But uh, that's how it works. So I just wanted to use my extra camera shot there. Looks a little slick. Um, how are we doing on questions? Do we have any more? <laughs> Um, okay. How do you open the tip jar? Computer? You just gotta go to a, another, brow another browser tab. That's it. RichieCastellano.com slash tip jar. Um, okay, that's let's check out YouTube. Um, okay, here's a, song, a question from John Johnston. Hi, John Johnston. Hi, John. Uh, Kasim, of the bands you play with, what is your favorite song besides... Uh, Godzilla? <laughs> really? That's your favorite song? I play? love Godzilla. Yeah. Cool. But what, um, what are the fa what's your favorite song from what? Uh, out of all the bands you've played with, like if you can name, uh, say, go, th go through all the bands you've played with and name like your favorite tune to play with every band. Oh, God. Um, well, with Utopia... We used to do a song that Todd wrote called The Verb to Love, and that was just one of the most beautiful songs that I've ever heard in my life, and it's just a great, great song. So with Utopia, it would, it, that, that would be high on my list, The Verb to Love. Um, although that was like a ballad, and there was other rock songs that we did that were really cool, like Trapped and stuff like that. Um, with Hall & Oates, it was probably uh, Kiss on My List. Um, uh, with Joan, it was probably Hate Myself for Loving You. 
um, with uh, with Meatloaf. It was probably <laughs> what was your favorite song playing with Meatloaf, Danny? Because Danny played with. Me. I don't really have one. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> probably two out of three because I think it's three. such a great. We used to, we did this song with Meatloaf called uh, it was on uh, Welcome to the Neighborhood called uh, When the Rubber Meets the Road. It was written by um, by Paul uh, Paul. Oh, oh God, I can't. I'm going to embarrass myself and not remember his last name. Um, but in any case, it was uh, that was a really one of my favorite songs. And then with with BOC, I really like Harvest Moon. I, yeah, I, I love playing Harvest Moon. It's got that middle section. I'd play that right now, except that song has. 5,000 words in it. And I, I, I swear, we went to go do it once at a local gig. Like, I think it was me, you, and Jules playing in Long Island. And we're like, let's do uh, Harvest Moons. I was like... And they were like, this place has a history. The Spaniels centered here. They made some corn and then... And, and, <laughs> and they gave away the fields. Yeah, they gave away the fields. I knew the first... I knew the first two lines of the song, and I know, you know. Uh, All I remember is like, since Grandma passed away. Yeah, since Grandma. Like, how sad is that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. How sad. Yeah. It starts out bad. That fuck, that fuck Dharma spins a yarn. You know what I mean? He, he really you know, does. Um, he, he forgot the words once and looked at me. <laughs> You're looking at the wrong guy. I don't know. I'm still stuck on Godzilla. My, my, my favorite thing that, that Buck does ever, I and mean, it's it happens rarely, is like when he really like forgets something. He looks over at me and he goes, I meant to do that. Yeah, right. That's yeah, the best thing that he does. Yeah. He'll, like, he'll, pl he'll play something and, 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 and I'll give him like a sideways glance of like, yeah, that's right. It's supposed to be there. <laughs> supposed to be there, noob. <laughs> you know? um, let's do, um, oh, we have some, let's do about some other ones. Oh, uh, Jimmy Meyer wants to know, Kasim, did you enjoy playing Caravan? Yeah, I did because um, uh, the ending was like this big jam. Uh, and it was a tra it was a trade off between Roger Powell and Todd Rundgren. They traded solos off, and it was just really a cool, a really cool tune. I, I did enjoy playing Caravan, so I guess that would be one of my top favorites. Oh, I think ones. someone just tipped us. Oh, you did, Brian Bosworth. Oh, I see. Thank you, thank you very much, Brian. Thank you for being on top of that, Brandy. Yeah, I'm on it. <laughs> um, we got some other ones. Play some Rush, okay. <laughs> Play some Rush really quick for people, just so they... they... <laughs> there you go. That's all you get. Every Rush song. Okay, um, let's play another tune. Uh, what did we say we were going to do? Uh, we uh, we want to do clocks. Then. You want to do clocks? Yeah. Someone regret the clocks. Okay. Oh, they did? Oh, yeah. they did? Oh, okay. Well, this, this song is, um, I, I mentioned Phil Thornley earlier, and I, I co-wrote this song with Phil Thornley, um, uh, who's a brilliant songwriter, and it's off of my last record, uh, the, number three, well, the, the record is called Three, because it's my third proper solo record. Anyway, it goes like this. Uh, no, not like that, it goes like this. He meant to do that. What? He, he meant to do that. <laughs>
we rehearsed for this today. Um, I want to, I'm trying to, all the Band Geek fans know this, I'm trying to do a live stream like every other week. So since we were all here already, I asked Danny if he wanted to stay and do a live stream because Danny's never been on one with me. No. Um, and, I, and I said, well, Kasim, we're going to do this. Um, you're probably going to want to leave as soon as you're done here. But if you want to stay, and he was kind enough to stay, so this is awesome. Um, so, yeah. That, so we came right from rehearsal, went out to dinner, now we're here. Um, but this song made me think of a question for you. There's, um, there's a middle section. Obviously, we can't do this, but there's like a stacked vocal harmony thing. Yeah. Um, is that all you? Don't that? And like, how many tracks do you think that was? Um, that was, well, each, each vocal is triple tracked, and there's probably three sets of vocals, so three sets of harmonies. Um, so it's probably about 18, I think. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's what you want. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so when you, when you arrange something like that, do you? How do you plan that? Do you just start singing things and see what happens, or? Yeah, it's it, it, it's hard to plan something like that out. You kind of got to start with a basic idea and then just see what rabbit hole you go down with it. Mm -hmm. You know, because a lot of times, um, it, 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 it for me personally, I don't notate, so it's it, it's kind of hard for me to sit and, and work out a contrapuntal part, you right. know, and stuff like that. So, um, I just start with a basic, you know, with with, with what I think is the basic harmony part that I want to have like as the support and then just try different things on top of it. Yeah, because that's not just like a straight up ooh-ah thing. There's, I mean, in the words of Nigel Tufnell, there's, there's lines intertwining <laughs> going on there. Yeah. And um, that was really cool. And another thing that made me think of is, we discussed this before, but you sang on um, Celine Dion's um, All Coming Back to Me. Correct. And I never got, I was like, okay, maybe he's one of a bunch of voices. But like, as soon as I heard this song, I was like, oh, this is the sound! That's the sound of that song! Oh, it is Kasim! Like, I saw, I didn't totally believe you there. I thought like maybe you went in and did a demo or something. No, 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 but, I'm on the, I, my name is on the record. Yeah, yes, I yes. think it is. I think it is. Um, so, it, would it be an imposition to ask you about that session, doing vocals for like a Celine Dion record? Um, you know, that that was just like a two-day thing. Really? It was like we were in, because I played too. I'm not sure if I, it, it, because they, that song had gone through so many iterations. Um, there was a Jim Steinman version, then there was a Jeff Bova version, then there was the Celine version, and the Celine version was... Jim's version and Jeff Bova, who is a, an amazing programmer, um, uh, from he used to live in New York City, he lives in LA now. Um, so they, they kind of mish two uh, sections together, and then, then me and Kenny, uh, Kenny Aronoff came in and played drums uh, and bass to some kind of hybrid version of the two. Uh, I, I'm not sure if it was used, I think it might have been. But um, Celine came in, and she was she's a sweetheart. She was really really nice, and um, and that was her husband was still alive at the time. Um, so she just said thank you. She was very humble and said thank you so much for playing on my record. Oh, thank you so much. It makes me heart her even more, Brandy. <laughs> she was nice. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and now was when you did that particular because so, I'm a I'm a big fanboy of that album and that song in particular. Um, yeah, what? What internet? Sorry. Anyway, I just oh, it was oh, the internet. Yeah. But anyway, um, the but you're behind the camera, so I'm, more, I'm, gonna, I'm looking at you the whole time. Right, whatever. So, um, what was that? But like, what was that session like in terms of 
Um, was it just you singing? Were there other people doing backgrounds? It was myself, Eric Troyer, and Todd Rundgren. Okay, and, and, and each of you triple-tracked, or did you... Well, that might have been Rory Dodd. I'm not sure. Rory Dodd, everybody, everybody has heard Rory Dodd's voice, but nobody knows who Rory Dodd is. And, and Rory is one of the sweetest guys in the whole world. And if you've ever heard, Turn around, every now and then I got a little bit of... Turn around. He's a turn that's, around. That's, that's Rory. He's a turn around. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah, that's heavy. So it might have been myself, Rory, and Todd. And not, maybe not Eric Troyer. I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But I'm pretty sure it was, it was me and Todd and either Rory, Dodd, or Eric Troyer. That's amazing. And that's, that's such an, an awesome sounding record. Just that, they threw like everything into that record. That, yeah. Like that, that well, that's be... a typical Simon record, you know, to everything but the kitchen, including the kitchen. Scene. Right. And that's, now is there a, did Meatloaf do that on, on an album too? Yes, he did. Okay. Yeah. And, so that's, that's not like just some weird um, demo floating around. That's like an album record. That song had been around since 1978 or 9, all coming back to me now. Just never made it onto a record until what was when was that Celine record in the nineties? Right? Somewhere in the nineties. Yeah. 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 Look at this camera angle I just did. Look how small oh, I, I like am with this. Oh, nice. this. Look, how, look how I'm getting all my shit together here. Uh, uh, thank Rick Allen. He donated to us. Thank you, Rick Allen. Woo! Okay. Um, let's just see if we have any more questions, and I think we can do another one. Um, let's see. Are Are you noticing any questions there, Brandy? She's awfully quiet. You're awfully quiet, Danny. I don't. I don't have much to say right now, oh, man. Andy, you're quiet. I mean, there are a million requests. I have nothing to say. Yeah, but it's all stuff that we don't know. <laughs> yeah, true. Yes, but you know, while you're looking, speaking of those of harmonies and all, your your solo stuff, Utopia stuff, Todd's yeah. solo stuff. It it's it's funny because I've been listening to this stuff for years. And as you guys know out there, when you're learning stuff, you micromanage and you take stuff apart. And I'm going, really? That's how it went? It's, mm. it's not always as, it, even though it's so easy on the ear, there's, like you said, intertwining things. And it's yeah, just, I find that when I learn other people's oh, yeah. music all the time, it's like, oh, you really did that? Oh, yeah. That, that's how it went? Yeah. That's not what because I Because you don't hear sometimes all of it. You hear right. what stands out, and that's what made you guys... So unique yeah. because your harmonies are not <coughs> not that basic three part harmony is bad. It's a beautiful thing, but there's so much going on with yeah. you guys. It's very complex. Yeah, it's, it makes for a deep sound. We got a question here from the internet. Ryan Ramsey on YouTube is asking, "Do you plan on doing a solo tour?" Which well, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Pretty much. Um, uh, and if you do play in all ages, oh, and if you do play in all ages Minnesota show, please. Oh, I would love to. Um, um, what would the set? What does the set list look like? Um, do you have Utopia, Joan Jett, Meatloaf, solo stuff? Also, please play Cities on Flame. <laughs> <laughs> we can play Cities on Flame. Go ahead. Oh, I gotta sing it then, right? Yep. Oh my gosh. You know, I probably know the words to this, but I'm gonna look them up anyway, just because I don't know. My, uh, my lips are cold. City's on flame with rock and roll. What else do you need to know? guitars. <laughs> they seem to. Yeah. My ears will. I probably no, had to do it no, once, like on a gig when Eric missed a flight or something. But um, I just want to be, I just want to be thorough here. All right, I got it. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
You want to try it? So this is for um, Ryan Ramsey. Ryan Ramsey, <laughs> City's on Flame. Who is not 21, apparently. Now you got a virus. Oh, son of a bitch. You're going to love this in 10 years. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I got a stupid pop up head. I can't see. No, 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 we're good, we're good, we're good. Alright, here we go. Hit it. Wait, I start, right? Yeah, yeah. Thrones names today, so just in case you wanted to know. Um, 
I think YouTube fell into a state of shock. There's been no comments since we started playing. My YouTube says bad video settings. Oh, great. But whatever. Um, what do they know about video? <laughs> yeah. Okay, um... Which location is better, Daryl's the Iridium? Well, they're probably both awesome places. Yeah, they're, 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 it depends on where you live. <laughs> Doesn't it? <laughs> and how the trains are running that day. Um, does Kasim does Kasim know anything about Todd's work on the Tube's love bomb? Or yeah, Chuck Satan. Mm -hmm. Hi Chuck. Hi Chuck. Hi Chuck. Hi Chuck. Doodles. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Do you know anything about it? He's, he's, that's what he's Actually, yes, that's that that. Album is a very interesting album. It's a really great album. It's got some great songs on it. There's one song that Todd wrote on it uh, called "Feel It" that Bill Spooner sings, and it's a it's a brilliant song. Um, uh, but the second side of the Love Bomb album is one continuous piece of music. It does not stop, and uh, and it it. It just goes from one song to another, and there are other songs. There's at one point the band is playing, and you can hear green sleeves on one side, and another piece of music on the other side that works wow. just as well with it. Um, and, and it's a really, really interesting second side of a record. The first side is all proper songs, and then the second side is this is this kind of art musical art piece that goes through a bunch of different really. There's one song on there called um, Eyes. That's a, it's a great song. I, I highly recommend that record to anybody. Amazing love, band. Love yeah, amazing great band. band. Um, somebody has a question for Danny. Um, can you? Are there any um, tour stories from Queen and Paul Rogers you'd like to share? Mm, any what? Like tour stories? Tour or something, stories. Anything interesting that you want to share? Did Danny, somebody asked if you could tell a story about no. that. No. No. Not that's not incriminating. Probably. Well, no. I, there's one story you told me that I like, and it's probably safe to tell. Oh, do, do I lose in the end? <laughs> well, well, what happens? No. Um, they're trying to. Um, they're. I got a rehearsal or a sound check or something, and Paul Rogers was saying that he wanted to do a Bad Company song. Oh yeah. And Brian yeah. May had never heard it, or was, couldn't figure out the guitar part. Oh yeah, yeah, so that's it, true. It, it, well, um, we did more free stuff in Europe because free was big. And we did Bad Company in the States because the, the Bad Company was bigger here. And Bad Company was a, a big band for me. So we did, uh, and the Queen guys weren't as familiar with that stuff as the free stuff. They really cut their teeth on the free stuff. Uh, anyway, I'm rambling. Rock and Roll Fantasy. Okay. Which I didn't know Paul played all the guitars. Oh, really? Yeah, including the guitar synth and all that. And Brian was playing it and Paul said, you know, I don't think that's right. And he puts it on, and he plays it. He looks at me, I go, mm, not really. <laughs> so, so, I, so I said, I'm really, I'm really in, deep, in, in hot water here if I don't play it right. So I did play it, and it was right. But you, thankfully, I, the way the way you tell the story is like like you, Paul Rogers, and Brian May are like sitting there, like like or standing there on stage, and and Brian starts to play it, and Paul's like, I don't think he got it right, and Paul plays it, looks right. at you, and you go, eh, and, yeah. you, and you say, hey, give me the guitar, May and I? then and then you're showing them, and then you like take a beat, and you're like, why am I playing Brian May's <laughs> Red Special for Brian? Like, get tell this, me Paul Rogers yeah, how yeah, yeah, song get, get, get this freaking thing off of me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, I mean, the only thing that saved that I said, listen, guys, this is. You know the four tops, as like Paul Rogers loves yeah. the four. So this is this is my stuff. So I I think I know it. 
That's great. And if not, well, um, you know. Valerie. I would have done it a little more like this. <laughs> that's not how I would have yeah, written that's it. Right. Close. That's right. It's close, but not really. Yeah, um, that solo and peg, I would have played it more like this. <laughs> um, Valerie uh, Chavez wants to know um, if you have... I just had a question. This um, oh, she was under to the clocks, by the way. Oh, cool. Oh. Um, what do you, when, when you think about writing a song, what are the most basic elements that are always a must for you? Oh, there's no musts. That's the beautiful thing about writing songs is there's no there's no formula there's no template you know I mean yeah there are for certain people but um, it's it's pretty much anything goes you know um, you can make a song as as accessible or inaccessible as you want so it just depends on what comes out at that particular moment you know I mean you want people to be able to relate to something a piece of music or a lyric but for the most part. Um, it's it can it can be anything. That's it's like a painting, you know. How do you like that? That's a beautiful, beautiful answer. Yeah. I like that. I think we could I think we could uh, kind of stop here. We've been on okay. for an hour. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to do or say? Or? No, I mean I just wanted to you know reiterate that pledgemusic.com. There's only three days left on the campaign. Um, pledgemusic.com for my live record and T-shirts and stuff like that and. Go check it out if you haven't already. So, and also, uh, let's give the uh, dates for these gigs one more time. The dates. Uh, April 5th is the Iridium in New York City. It's at, on 7th Avenue and 51st or 52nd Street. I'm not sure. Uh, the Iridium Club. Um, and then on April 9th, uh, it is Daryl's House Club in Pauling, New York. On April 14th... Uh, <coughs> 13th, 13. the 13th is The Vault in Berlin, Jersey, um, and then the 20th is uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania at Club Havana. Look at this, look what I have here. Oh, you have all my tour dates? Oh, well, you yeah. have some of them. Like anyway. two of them, all right, whatever. Yeah. Oh, yes, I would like alerts, that's good. <laughs> okay. You know what? Screw you, Internet. I was trying to be slick for a second and do like a nice thing, and I just can never have it my way. Anyway, all right. Thank you guys for watching. Thanks, um, everybody. Thank thanks you. so much. I want to thank Kasim Sultan for sticking around today. Thank you very much. Yay. I'd like to thank you guys. You guys have done a great job with my music, and I'm really, really happy that I asked you to do this. Thank you, Danny. Yeah, thanks, Richard. Awesome. It's, thanks, it's Andy. great thanks, stuff. Andy. And it's, it's, it's accessible and hard, which is like... That's yeah. a, that's it's hard. As hard as it is for you, it's harder for me. I'm sure it is. Yeah. No, but it's like I like I like music that sort of sounds simple, but then when you go to play it, you're like, oh wait, this is not simple. Mm -hmm. This is very difficult. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. And also, um, I know I have a lot of Helix fans um, who are who watch my channel, and I'm all over that. And for this for these particular gigs, I'll be using the Variax with the uh, Helix, and I got some really interesting things going on, like just. Just now, for Clocks, for example, there's a little solo. Who played the solo in Clocks? Todd Rungwin played on that. He nope. played on my solo. No pressure there. So um, this is the, the sound I have. So that's, you know... Yeah, that's pretty much exactly what's on the record, too. I'm trying, but that's, that's what you can do with this stuff. So uh, maybe after we do these gigs, I'll do a YouTube video talking about the sounds I made. That, that could be fun. So I also want to thank Andy Ascalis, the silent hero back there. <laughs> and thank you, Danny. I know you have a long thank drive you, back to... Uh, Not really, no. <laughs> oh, you're sleeping no, over. Okay. No, oh, that's right. Oh, you didn't. I'm sleeping under your desk. <laughs>
Thank you, Brandy, for uh, for fielding the comments and the coffee. Yes. Thank you. Thanks for watching the Band Geek live stream, and uh, we'll hopefully see you at one of these Casim gigs. Yeah. So. Yeah. Thank you, guys. <laughs>